All right, well, good morning, and well, I guess it's afternoon now, and welcome to everyone who is watching and following along with this edition of the Virginia Sports Hall of Fame's Hall Call Interview Series. As always, I'm Will Driscoll, the Executive Director here at the Hall of Fame, and I'm always happy to bring you another exciting edition of the Hall Call Interview Series. Before we get started, I'd like to thank all of our sponsors who make Hall Call possible, Priority Automotive, the City of Virginia Beach, the Beck Foundation, Davcon Inc., Optima Health, White Claw Hard Seltzer, ESPN Radio 94.1, Hamilton Realty, and Davis Business Appraisers. We're able to bring you programs like Hall Call and our 2023 induction because of partners like them. And speaking of the 2023 induction. We are just 26 days away as we sit here today. And today we're gonna to continue the induction discussion with another one of our 2023 inductees, Sheila Trice Myers. Originally from Louisa County in Central Virginia, she rewrote the school and NCAA record books during four years on campus at what was then Christopher Newport College, now Christopher Newport University. She would accumulate over 30 All-American honors, 23 conference championships, and 15 national championships in indoor and outdoor track and field events. To this day, her eight indoor track and field national titles in Division Three are unmatched by any athlete. And in 1989, she won four national titles in four different events, becoming just the second NCAA athlete ever to accomplish the feat. And you also may have heard of the first one to do that. That would be Jesse Owens. In less than a month, she'll be honored by the Virginia Sports Hall of Fame as part of our class of 2023. And she joins us today. So Sheila, thanks for taking some time to join us today. Thank you for having me. Real excited. Um, it's been an honor um, to be one of the inductees. Um, didn't see it coming, but you know, it's, it's been <laughs> awesome. Um, each day, the closer it gets to it, the more I start to realize um, just how big this is. Um, so I'm, I'm grateful and honored. Well, you did all of the hard work, and we're honored to have you be a part of the Virginia Sports Hall of Fame. And it is funny. I've been talking to some of your fellow inductees, and it seems like just yesterday we made the announcement in November, and now here we are less than a month away. So it's amazing. I guess time flies when you're having fun. Oh, yes. <laughs> it's flying by really fast. <laughs> Well, I, I was actually speaking to one of your fellow inductees recently and another track and field uh, star, Francina McCrory, and we were talking about kind of how track and field typically for younger athletes was always kind of seen mainly as a secondary sport, but she mentioned that this was her primary sport, and I kind of wanted to get your thoughts and, and figure out where did track and field fall in your sports hierarchy? Was it your primary sport growing up, or, or was it a sport that you used to help improve in other sports that may have been seen as more popular at the time? No, track and field was my main sport. Um, I did play basketball. I loved basketball, but track and field was it for me. Um, you know, my mom, she was the one who actually enrolled me into my first track meet. Um, this was back in probably like intermediate school. Um, and from that day, it has been just, it was just the thing for me. Um, being able to just compete, the, the excitement of just going fast, you know, it was just, it was just something. Um, you know, back then, you know, my favorite people was Wilma Rudolph and Elvin Ashford. You know, they they were the greatest to me. And so um, track and field, it was just, that was the thing. Um, basketball was something that I stayed in shape for, you know, for track. But, you know, I love it. You know, I love it, love basketball. But um, track and field was just, that was just my thing. So you kind of did it backwards from what a lot of other athletes did. You use a sport like basketball to help you stay in shape for track season. Yes, 
<laughs> yes. So what, right. what was it what was it about track that your mom kind of pushed you towards track for? What were those reasons? Like what did she see in track that she knew would resonate with you? Because I ran all the time. Mm -hmm. You know, I ran, you know, I raced the boys, you know, that was in my neighborhood, which was cousins, you know, my whole neighborhood was just filled with just cousins. And so I just ran. I just ran all the time. And so so it was something she was like, okay, I'm just gonna, you know, sign her up for this track meet. And it started from there. So when did you start beating your cousins? Or was that immediate? Um, it wasn't immediate because I was one of the younger ones at that time. Um, but then as time went by, you know, as time moved forward, it, I started just one by one picking everybody off. So I was known as the fast one in the family. So um, it just started from there. So let's kind of talk about, like I mentioned, you you ended up at college at Christopher Newport College at the time. Now it's Christopher Newport University in a completely different setting now than it was back when, back when right. you were in school. <laughs> and we can talk about that in a little bit, but how did you make your way to Christopher Newport College from Louisa County? Like what drew you to the university and were you recruited by any of the, any larger schools on the D1, D2 level? I was recruited by some of the larger schools. Um, I went to an East Coast meet it was an east coast indoor meet in richmond at the author center mm -hmm. and one of our former um teammates from louisa county he went there and just when he introduced me to the team and to the coaches it just felt it felt good it felt like a fit you know i knew that i wanted to go to school i knew i wanted to run but i knew at the time a smaller school would have been better for me it, it would have fit me better and so um when i went for my visit I just liked everything about it. Um, the classes, you know, it was up and up close and personal in your classes. Um, the track team itself, it was like family oriented, you know, if you, if you can understand that. But um, I just loved it. I loved everything about it. And then, you know, although we were like a smaller school, um, we were still able to run, you know, when you go to invitationals, you know, everyone is at an invitational. So you never missed out on, you know, competing with, like your top, you know, consider your top athletes and things like that. So um, you still had that exposure um, and it wasn't too far from home for me. And I just, I just felt that it was just a good fit for me. Who were some of the athletes or the teams that were pushing you all to, to compete harder? Who, who was some of your big competition back in those days? Um, so in the 757, definitely Hampton and, and Norfolk State. They were our teams. Um, Hampton had the, the athlete that was from um, the Virgin Islands and um, Bahamas. And then you had Norfolk State. They had some of the same caliber of athletes. Um, their coaches was, um, although we were competing against each other, but their coaches were just, you know, really nice. And, you know, you can talk with them. Um, Coach Sweat, um, she was at Hampton and then she went to Norfolk State. I loved Coach Sweat. So um, just being able to, um, compete with them. Um, and then when you went to Penn Relays, you know, you, you competed against everyone, you know, your UCLA's, your Texas, you know, all of them was there. But um, in the local, I would say Hampton and, and Norfolk State was like our biggest um, competition. And then being able to be that little small school and, um, and win some of the races against them was just, just awesome. So 
Well, you, you mentioned a couple of the coaches that you faced that you faced competing for Christopher Newport, but let's talk about the coach that you had while at Christopher Newport, Vince Brown. Oh, he Brown. was there for a very, very long time. Yeah, kind of give us some uh, some insight and perspective into his influence on your career. Um, coach Brown, um, Coach Brown was about making sure we practice and get get that practice in. Um, he was settled. But, you know, the, the workouts and stuff that he gave you was going to, you know, help you become better. Um, and in a way, I think, you know, I felt that he individualized us because, you know, we, we're all athletes, but, you know, our bodies are different. Our, you know, how we compete is different. And so he catered to what was best for each athlete. That's how I felt. Um, one of the things we, you know, we used to joke about um, when we got to a meet because you know, a lot of times you look for that big motion, uh, motivational speech from your coach. Um, you know, come on, you can do this, 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 this. Coach Brown was not that person. <laughs> we got to attract me. The only thing Coach Brown would say was, "Go get him, go get him," and that was it. You know, for the longest, we used to sit there like, "Is that all he has to say?" But then when you think about it, um, the way we practice. When you got to the meet, you know, he's he had already prepared you for what you needed to do. So the only thing that you needed, you know, I guess that was all you needed to say was just go get it because he had that much confidence, I believe, in us that we were going to go ahead and go out there and we we're going to perform um, like we had practiced to. So, um, but he, you know, he was one, you know, he would joke around with you. I mean, he was just that, he was that father figure to our team. Um, he made sure that we went to meets where we could compete, not just with the small schools, but, you know, he would put us up against you know, anyone, you know, and that was the type of coach he was. He believed in his team. Um, he trusted that we, you know, when we got to attract me, you know, although we might play around some in practice, but anytime he put us on the line, he knew we was ready. You know, we had the mindset and we had the belief that we was ready. So, um, you know, real laid back guy um, was Coach Brown. You know, he always made sure that we were, you know, we were there and I mean, in the, in the, in the, um, I kind of say it, um, he made sure that we were there to be, to run against anybody. I would say it that way. You know, he made sure that we were there in the meeting. So, you know, he, gonna, he knew that saying, go get him, just flip that switch. <laughs> you may have been having and fun. That was all he would say, you know, <laughs> go get him. You know, and then when you look back, I mean, really, that's all he had to say, you know, he knew he was ready. Well, so you, you mentioned that he was very good at, at kind of tailoring a plan to each of the athletes. And, you know, you were not the traditional athlete. You competed in multiple uh, events in track and field. So how was he able to give you, push you, but not push you too hard so that you were able to compete at an elite level at all of these, at all of these events? So I guess it's um, how he structured our, our practices. So, you know, like one day was, um, one or two days was just geared towards my jumping or my field events. Um, and then the other three were towards um, running. Um, so I guess he, he, you know, he basically scheduled it that way to make sure I stayed healthy. Um, so I think that was his, his main um, strategy. So your your freshman year, I believe it was your freshman year, you won your first national championship, and this was part of the uh, the four by one hundred meter relay team in your freshman year. And then you had three individual championships your sophomore year. 
at what point did you realize that this ability was something that wasn't just, I'm good for this team, I'm good on the national level? Um, after, I think it was during my sophomore year, um, after that, my first indoor, when I won the hurdles and the 55. Mm -hmm. um, and then Coach Brown allowed me to do the 100 in nationals outdoor. And um, because my freshman year, I didn't do any of the sprints. I only did the hurdles in the, and I jumped and I ran the relays. So I think after I ran, after I did the indoor season and then won the 100 in the outdoor season, it was like, oh, okay, you know, um, you know, I, I think I'm, you know, I'm on to something. Um, this in between my sophomore and I mean, in between my freshman and, and sophomore year, I stayed at Christmas, well, I stayed near the campus. And one of the things that I was weak in was my upper body strength. And so that summer, um, I went and worked out with our trainer, Chris Jones, and she, you know, helped me to develop my upper body strength. Um, I was one of those athletes who came in and I could only do three, um, um, what do you call it? Um, dips, that's what it is, dips. I could only do three dips and everybody on our team, you know, they were 10, 20, and I was that athlete, hey, I can only give you three. And so when she started working with me that summer and helped me build up my upper body strength. And when I came back that sophomore year, when we started doing time trials and I realized how fast I had gotten doing those time trials, how my, my speed had um, increased. Um, because when I came out of high school, my senior year, I tore my, um, my um, hamstring. And so it took me a while to get back. And so I didn't get back until like the outdoor, I did this in indoor and I didn't get back until um, like outdoor districts and coach Cutright, that was my high school coach. Um, he put me in the hurdles. So he started training me for the hurdles because he said, you know, I wouldn't have to fire out of the blocks, you know, which is not true because you really do have to do that in the hurdles too. <laughs> but um, so he trained, you know, I started doing the hundred meter hurdles and then I started focusing on the the 300 meter hurdles in high school, um, my senior year, just so I can be able to compete doing nationals and regionals and, and state. And so um, we end up backing off the 100 meter hurdles and just concentrate on the 300 meter hurdles. And so from going from there, not being able to sprint, because I was a sprinter at first, and then after that, going into my sophomore year and realized how I had not you know, gained my speed back, but I had gotten even faster. So, and I think that was like a turnaround for me too. And then that's when Coach Brown was starting to say, okay, yeah, I'm going to put you in the sprints. You know, we're going to let you sprint some. So, um, but yeah, so that had, you know, it happened that way. What was the reaction from your teammates when you came back after, in between for the next, your sophomore season, uh, when you came back a completely different athlete? You mentioned you were great at the sprints, but now you have the upper body strength to complement oh, that. Oh, I was ready to show everybody, you know, like, <laughs> come on, let's go into the weight. I'm going to show you all my dips because everybody used to laugh at me with those dips, you know, because seriously, I, it, I was awful. <laughs> And then when they saw that I was pushing like 15 dips, it was like, okay, okay. So they was real excited. Well, I, I mentioned it in the in the uh, intro to, to today's episode, but you you had your your national championship in fresh your freshman year. You had three your sophomore year, but then the your junior year was really kind of the, the record setting year. 
and you became just the second NCAA athlete to win four individual national championships in a single competition. Since then, only one other person has accomplished this feat. So one of three people in the history of NCAA division one, two, or three, the four events were the long jump, the triple jump, the 55 meter dash, and the 55 hurdles. Was your goal to win all four or would you have been content with three and a second place finish? Or did you know, were you so laser focused that you had to win four and that was it? Um, honestly, I just knew I would just want to win. You know, mm -hmm. let me win something here. You know, I didn't think about all four. Um, like all together, I, I mostly thought about, okay, let me get through this race, you know, and let me get through this race. You know, I saw I was, I didn't, put everything together. Um, it wasn't until um, there was a coach and I wish I could remember which coach this was. We were at the hotel and he walked up to me. And he was like, so you are Sheila Trice, right? And I was like, yes. And he said, you know, you're going to win this week, this meet by yourself. You know how when someone tells you that you just, you know, you listen and you just like, oh, okay. You know, and you just walk off. But, you know, and then after I, you know, I won the first event. And then when I got to the second, you know, so my jumps, were the ones that I was kind of like, okay, you know, it all depends on if I can hit this board. You know, I was one of those people who sometimes that board was not my friend, you know. <laughs> um, but once I got through my field events, I knew the other two, okay, I, I'm ready for those two. And, you know, so once I got through those, those field events, um, the excitement started really coming on, like maybe I can, but, you know, going into it, I didn't think of it that way. Um, so, and then I didn't think, you know, even, you know, after one of the two, first two events, it still never crossed my mind that um, the points that I accumulate is going to be enough to win the, the championship. I didn't think about it there because I was such a, a team player. Um, and I, I never even, I wasn't one of those people who followed the scoreboard, you know, at the event. So I was always just focused on my events. So, um, you know, it wasn't until we were standing on the on the stand, you know, as a team, you know, we had one that we realized, do you know, your, you know, one of my teammates, you know, she whispered, do you know, I think your points, you know, once you start hearing, you know, the score, your points like won this thing, you know, and so from there, and then we, you know, we were like excited about it and, you know, and everything, but um, I still, you know, I didn't, in my mind, I still was like, okay, we did this as a team. So I never, I never separated the two. So although they made it aware then, but after that, you know, cause I was just so, you know, team driven. I just, <laughs> you know, but you know, it, it was an honor, you know, and then when you hear people talk about it, it's like, you know, wow, you know, this is, you know, something great. So. Well, that, that coach was right. And, and uh, your teammate was right as well. And I have it written down right here. You scored 40 of Christopher Newport's 50 team points at that meet. And in fact, you alone outscored the second place team by yourself by nine points. Does that help put the accomplishment in perspective for you? It, it, it does. It, it really does. It really does. And sometimes I think I just, you know, I don't know if it's a word can be like too humble sometimes, but sometimes I, I think I'm just that person. And, yeah. you know, I don't really say too much about it to people, you know, but um, when they find out, they're like, you didn't tell me. And it's like, oh, you know, I just didn't think about it. <laughs> but um, but I am, you know, I'm elated about it. Um, so in these few months, you know, allow me to just, 
you know, take a look back yeah. at everything that I've done. Um, when you first told me about the, um, the induction, the Hall of Fame induction, that I was one of the inductees. Um, and then when I heard about everyone else, you know how you hear about someone else and it's like, wow, you know, oh my God, they did this, this, this. And you don't think of yourself as the same sometimes. But this gave me the opportunity, you know, as it gets closer and I started to really think about it and and I had to tell myself, I had to give myself more credit, you know, sometimes, you know, because I look at everybody else and I, and I root for everybody else and that's just the person that I am. But it's like, okay, you got to, you know, acknowledge what you did too sometimes, you know, and so, you know, that has helped me come out of my shell a little bit. <laughs> so, um, yeah. Well, as as the State Hall of Fame, we're very good at, at celebrating the excellence that the state has has uh, has produced, and we love celebrating the accomplishments. And while the class of 2023 is an amazing class, one of the names that you are just uh, tied to is Jesse Owens. And I mentioned that you became the second NCAA track athlete to accomplish the feat of four national titles in the same meet, four individual events. Um, when you hear your name in the same category as a name like Jesse Owens, what does that mean to you? And, and what kind of emotions does that bring out? Um, it means a lot. Um, sometimes when I look at it, I kind of feel like overwhelmed, like, wow, you know, is this, you know, I'm here with, you know, this person because he was just such an outstanding athlete. Um, it just it just takes you back and you just have to, you know, really, you know, just embrace it and just be happy about it, you know, because I, I am excited, you know, about it, you know, and I'm honored and everything. So um, it, it feels great. It feels well, great. We've talked about a lot of the individual success that, that you had at Christopher Newport, and rightfully so. I mean, the, the 15 national championships, the 23 conference championships, over 30 All-American honors. But one thing we haven't talked about is how good Christopher Newport was as a team, and not just in the indoor side, but the outdoor side as well. You were a part of six overall team national championships. Can yes. you give us a sense of the overall quality of the program during your four years on campus there? Um, the quality of our program was great. Um, all of the athletes, all the, you know, all of our teammates, we, we, you know, we pushed that drive of, you know, we need to, you know, your practice, get your practice in. Um, we can play around, but when it gets on the, when we on the line, it's all business, you know, and we instilled that to everyone who came in um, to that program. Um, when we look at your Edna Davis, who was there way before we, you know, she was there before us and to see that what she did by herself, she was like a team of one. So now we have, a, you know, we have, you know, we're a team of, you know, I'll say, you know, we're a team of 15, team of 20. You know, if that one person can go and do something, you know, us as a team, we all have to contribute. We all have to um, be involved in, and everybody basically bought into that. They, everyone, you know, all the girls on our team with, you know, with their respectful um, events, you know, when they went out, you know, everybody meant business. Everybody was ready to compete. Um, and it, it, we just always had that drive. We always... We never were fearful of going into a, a meeting. It didn't matter who it was. You know, we felt that, you know, we was just as good. You know, we just had that attitude. We're just as good as whoever is here. You know, win or lose, we're just as good as that team. You know, we don't go into an event with fear. 
um, we just, you know, we, we just had that confident in us that we, you know, hey, we belonged here. So that was just the quality, you know, we had, you know, when I came in, you had Lisa Dillard, you know, she went on to run for Clemson. Um, and then after that, and you had your Michelle Dickens and you had your Terry and your Sandy Shelton's and your Barbara Robs and um, your Cynthia Bryant. They were the young ones that came in near the end of our season. But we just, you know, we was just a, a, a good team. You know, it was more than just a team. It was like family. So we were able to, you know, if you weren't carrying your weight, you know, there was no fear of us telling you, you know, sometimes we might've told you a little too hard. <laughs> But uh, it was just that family atmosphere. And, you know, everybody just had that um, that drive to win. So, you know, really good team. Did you ever feel that you all had won an event before it even started psychologically just by showing up? Because you knew the preparation that you'd put in and you knew that your opponents had not, they, yeah. there was no chance. that They didn't, they didn't stand a chance. No, because we had that, you know, that Coach Brown mentality, just go get them. Go get them, you know, and we, you know, every once in a while we tell each other that, you know, go get them, you know. <laughs> well, I'll, I'll get you out of here. I've got a couple questions left, but, um, you know, we, I don't want to make you talk about yourself too much more, okay. but when you still have records that are standing all these years later, especially in a sport like track and field that are, I mean, bigger, stronger, faster, we see it across all sports, but track and field, especially when you still have records that are still standing now, uh, you know, 35 years later, you know, what do, what do those records mean to you and the fact that you still have those attached to your name? Um, it means a lot. It really do. Because when we have family members who come and they're thinking about going to Christopher Newport, it's always an honor just to be able to show them, you know, look, go over there, check us out, you know, and then or for them to come back and say, look what I saw at your school, you know, so it, you know, it means a lot, you know, and then, you know, that'll be something that my grandkids, you know, are able to go and 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 be a part of and and so it's, it's it just means a lot you know well, you'll be you'll actually be just the second inductee uh into the virginia sports hall of fame with connections to christopher newport and just the first athlete uh believe it or not but cj woolen being the other inductee mm -hmm. longtime basketball coach and athletic director uh but what does an honor like this mean to you personally but also for a program like christopher newport athletics which over the last three decades has just blossomed into this just powerhouse of division three sports um personally um it means that you know someone looked at the hard work that i put in and they are recognizing me for all that i've done and then it makes also um shows that the hard work that i did didn't go in vain um you know, and for Christopher Newport, just to let other people know that just because you're at a small school doesn't mean that you can't do big things. Um, and so the the overall thing is it's just been so wonderful to me. Um, I'm so excited. Um, it, it just means a lot um, being able to be um, recognized as that caliber athlete who just put all their all into it, um, I couldn't ask for more. Well, you did all the hard work. Uh, we're, we're, just, we're just the recognition piece of it. But, you know, Sheila, it's been, it's been fun. Obviously, over these last few months, it's been a lot of fun, but it's been a lot of fun catching up with you today. And I know that we're going to have a lot more fun here in just under yes. four weeks. So thank you so much for taking some time today. And, and we're thank looking you. forward to April. Okay, thank you too.
Well, I'd like to thank everyone uh, who tuned in and, and anyone who's going to watch and follow along with this. As always, thank you to our sponsors. You can see them over my shoulders right here. Be sure to stay up to date on all things Virginia Sports Hall of Fame and the Hall Call Interview Series by following our social media platforms, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, LinkedIn, and YouTube, all at Virginia Sports Hall of Fame or VA Sports HOF. Uh, you can also listen to the Hall Call podcast in audio form on Apple, Spotify, or SoundCloud. Uh, once again, I'm Will Driscoll with the Virginia Sports Hall of Fame. I want to thank you for tuning in. The 2023 induction is just 26 days away. So whatever you do, participate, don't spectate, and we'll see you next time.